Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like there were there were goaltenders on the roof of a townhouse. Fair. And hanging they dangled somebody down the pad. street with yeah. a flag. Oh, that was Lev. So no, that was her year. <laughs> Didn't she have the flag too, or was that just Luke? No, I think that was Luke or Axel. <laughs> yeah, they, they put Axel, one of the Finnish goalies, they put one of his pads on the roof of a townhouse. And then one of them stood up there with the pad and made him sing the American, the American National, National Anthem, Anthem <laughs> in order to get it back. And he had Some to be like, goalie hazing hand thing. over heart, <laughs> facing the pad, not the flag. <laughs> Everybody, welcome in to the Bruise and Bruins podcast. This is episode 58 of season three. We've got a special one here tonight. We've got Allie Morse, formerly of the Minnesota Whitecaps of the PHF, our second PHF player on this podcast, our first goalie, though. So this is going to be we have somewhat of a plan here, but I'm sure it's going to go off the rails because that's how things go with goalies. Uh, first of all, Allie, how are you today? And I, a question I like to ask every goalie, do you consider yourself a normal goalie? <laughs> heavy quotation marks going on there. Yes, heavy quotation marks. Um, I have actually been called a normal goalie, so I'm going to I'm going to keep myself in the realm of normal goalies by other okay. goalies or. Yeah, that's the no, question. You, I've been called normal relative to other goalies, but not by other goalies. Okay. So I that's, think that, that's, that's that's normal people calling me normal for a goalie. Mm-hmm. but they do make sure to throw in there for a goalie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's something at least. Uh, well, we like to start off by uh, cracking something open here and discussing what we're drinking. I know you have something over there. If you'd like to share it, what do you got going on for us tonight? Oh, I got a coconut pineapple bubbly. It's oh, seasonal. It. So you can't find them all the time. Ooh. At least in Minnesota. I don't know if like in California, they're just there all the time. Cause it's nice all the time, <laughs> but it was snowing here today. There's snow on the ground. Yeah. So, you know, got to keep it tropical. somehow. <laughs> yeah. Chris uh, ran away from the snow. He is a Massachusetts native, but he uh, abandoned us in the Northeast to, uh, to San Diego. So, um, although nice. allegedly he's a skier, although I've yet to see him in action. So. Yeah, I mean, we gotta we gotta do that someday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, that'd be fun. Yeah, people are uh, people out here are flabbergasted when I tell them I was 
a skier on a public high school ski team. Yeah. I'm a little flabbergasted by that. And I grew up in upstate New York, but we did not, we did not have that, but we didn't even have a hockey team in high school, which sucked, but um, yeah, I had to play the club life. But uh, Chris, what do you got for us tonight? Anything interesting to drink? Very on brand. I've got a Cali squeeze blood orange Hefeweizen. Ooh, um, keep with the Hefeweizen grind. I, I, like that. I know that cat likes uh, fruity wheat beers. And so I went out and grabbed one of those and she's not here. So uh, in her, <laughs> in her honor, I will yeah. be drinking this. Well, hopefully she'll be here in a little bit. Um, I think it's like mandatory. Anytime we have a goaltender on the episode that that cat's here. So if yeah. she doesn't get here by the end of this, we'll probably just throw it out on purpose, also, which we do by accident <laughs> sometimes. But shouts to her for hooking this up. Um, yeah. Tasteability, not a whole lot of taste to it. You can taste the blood orange, but it's, uh, you know, this is, this is more of a crushable beer. It's four, uh, five and a half percent about. So it's still it's still going to get you there. Um, tasteability, I'll give it a, a 12. And then nice. drinkability, we're going full 37. Oh, yeah. Always good. Uh, I've got a classic here. I've got the Harpoon Rec League. I've had this like, I don't know, a million times in this podcast. Uh, Hoppy Hazy Light. It does not lie. It's a delicious beer. Um, if you have enjoyed the Rec League, I would in, I would encourage you to try the Big League. Uh, it's a higher alcohol. I think that one's like a 7.5% or something like this. Is This is a clean 4.0. So uh, both good beers from Harpoon. I also have this like pink lemonade, Pepto-Bismol looking drink. Don't worry, it's just a margarita with a little bit of grenadine and some fresh lime juice involved. I like to double fist on here. It's yeah, been can, a long day of work. That <laughs> I, you know, it's just like I had to get up early today and then at, I had to like kill a few hours and then go to work. It's 11.40 p.m. here on the East Coast in Maine. So um, you got to survive somehow, which is by double fisting here. Uh, I'll, I'll rate this one, I guess, drinkability. Really, really high. I mean, this thing goes down like water. Uh, or rather like juice, maybe. Uh, drinkability, 35. I guess the sugariness is going to eventually knock it down. Um, taste, uh, even 37 for sure. Uh, Allie, we do all of our ratings out of 37 for some reason. It's it's an oh, honor yeah. of Patrice Bergeron, to be honest with you. But um, he is our, our Lord and Savior. Praise be. <laughs> uh, although he got a little angry today, which is not something you see normally out of him, but that's for that's for another time. So that's for that's for the Tuesday pod. Yes. Uh, so, Ali, you you may not be officially breaking the news that you're retiring on this podcast, but we can pretend a little bit like you are. Um, but you did have a couple seasons in uh, formerly the NWHL, now the PHF, and before that, you played at Providence College. So, I actually want to kind of go backwards there. You grew up in Minnesota, like you said. You ended up coming out to Providence. I'm always interested to see like for players, what draws them to specific schools, especially like, you know, obviously Minnesota is such a, a heavy state for, for high school and college hockey. What drew you out to the East coast to play college? To be honest, it kind of just came down to, I was talking to a good handful of schools for quite a bit of time. And then it, most schools, it got down to like me and another kid. And then they'd be like, well, we're going to go with the other kids. So that happened a few times. I went on an official to Princeton that happened. I went on an official to Cornell and that happened. Um, so it kind of ended up being like, like my senior hockey season was over before I knew where I was going. Mm. Um, 
And Providence actually ended up having a goalie leave halfway through that season. So they had originally not needed a goalie that class. Well, they took a different goalie for that class. And then they ended up needing another one. So I went on an official um, once she quit. And I really liked the the size of the school. It's only about 4,000 undergrad. And I don't consider myself very outgoing. So I wanted to go to a small school where I knew that the professors would know who I was. Um, and then the facilities I really liked and it actually ended up working out because I already liked them. And then my sophomore year, they completely renovated Schneider. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And they've renovated all the other facilities even more since, but I just really ended up liking the small school feel. And more that than all outweighed uh, having to be around the mascot. <laughs> oh my gosh. We avoided Friar Dom like the plague. <laughs> let me tell you, we'd be at like the men's games and we'd see him. We're like, guys go the other way, turn around, run. <laughs> Folks. If you don't know what the Providence Friars mascot looks like, just Google it right now. Yeah. Or don't if you don't want to have nightmares. But it is. you know what? They did add a second mascot, I think, after I graduated. His name is Huxley, and he's a Dalmatian. He's very cute. You so That's you nice. can Google it, but if you're afraid, just Google Huxley, not Friar Tom. Uh, I will say I have a uh, an annual tradition that I do for the uh, NCAA March Madness tournament where I do a bracket based on which mascot would win in a fight. Uh, <laughs> and the first year I did it, I actually had – Providence winning with Friar Dom, uh, partially because he's got God on his side. So, I mean, who's going to beat that? <laughs> True. <laughs> and secondly, because he's one creepy looking motherfucker. So, uh, yeah, I, I had to change things up this year. I think I had him getting knocked out uh, in like the Sweet 16 or something like that. Well, but, it happened. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, <laughs> it was it was a lot of thought that got put into that. But uh, <laughs> actually, my mascot bracket was doing better than my actual bracket for a while, which just about goes to show you how it goes. But my college hockey bracket did pretty well this year. So uh, at least that's good. Um, I will also say selfishly that I grew up an RPI fan. So I'm happy you didn't come into the ECAC and, uh, and screw us up. So that's good to know, at least. But um yeah, there's high possibility. <laughs> that's good. Well, uh, you know, I'm sure it felt nice to go pro after getting turned away by some schools. I'm sure that's always a nice little uh, a little kick in the ass and in the uh, in the hindsight there. So um, <laughs> I am always interested to see like what that, you know, obviously on the women's side, it is different because, uh, you know, obviously the league is, is less established and stuff. Only you know a few years old at this point, obviously they, they're more well established, but um, it's not quite as simple as, you know, you graduate, you get drafted and that's your whole life. Obviously there's still a lot more going into that. So I'm curious what your experience was like deciding to go pro and, um, you know, anything that you specifically enjoyed about it, maybe anything you would have done differently. Like what was that experience like for you? Yeah. So the NWHL at the time started my senior year in college. Um, I, struggled with concussions a lot going into my senior year. So I pretty much, I didn't really play much my senior year and kind of wanted to wipe my hands of hockey once I graduated. Um, so I ended up taking about a year and a half off. I hadn't played a competitive hockey game in 18 months. And then the pre NWHL white caps. So the white caps have been around since 2004. Mm -hmm. um, and I worked for Winnie Brote 
Um, so she got a squad together to go to Sweden in 2017. And I was like, well, do you like need a goalie? And she's like, yeah, I'll come on. So I ended up going to Sweden with the Whitecaps and we played four games against SDHL teams. Mm-hmm. And that was super fun. So basically I stayed on with them for that year. And then the following season they joined the NWHL. That's the year that they won the cup. I actually didn't make the team that year. So I just was like hanging out with the brewskis playing. Beer. <laughs> um, I skated honestly a ton that year. It was just all like league and wham and whatever. Um, I don't know if anyone knows what WAM is. It's just a women's league. Um, and then the following season, I tried out and made it that year. So that was my start of my three years with the Whitecaps. Um, so it was kind of a little windy road to get there, but it was an awesome three years, and it just kind of ended up being time to hang them up, hang out with my pup and my boyfriend. Yeah. Calm move. life down a bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, it's uh I I like really cannot express how much I respect what you guys do. I mean, obviously, uh playing a professional sport at any level is such a ridiculously hard commitment and it's something that you you really do have to work your entire life for, but to be able to do that while also having to, you know, support yourself and have a life outside of hockey is like mind blowing. I, I don't think there's many, uh, many men in the NHL that could do that to be quite honest with you. So that's pretty sweet. Um, I also love that you're like, Oh, well I was trying to wash my hands of hockey, but then I go out of my way to ask Hey, do you guys need a goalie? I feel like that's kind of a, uh, indicative of, of your love of the game for sure. Full transparency. My absolute favorite part of any of my white caps time is just my, like being with my teammates. Um, like I consider all of them, like some of my best friends, like you see them all the time. Um, so I don't know, obviously the hockey was fun. Like I truly feel like I've still progressed and I like still don't really feel like I've hit my ceiling, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just really enjoyed being with my teammates more than really anything. Yeah. No, I, uh, grew up playing just like club and and I played uh, just like club hockey in Maryland. Um, And that's always been the thing for like that. I miss the most since I, since I hung them up uh, from my D3 ACHA club (laughs) hockey days. Uh, It's just those relationships and stuff. And like, even looking back into youth hockey, it's like the games were fun and stuff, but it's, it's the knee hockey in the hotels and the, and the team dinners and stuff that you really miss. And uh, I, the beauty of that is that you can keep those relationships going off the ice and stuff. So Exactly. Um, I'm sure that's something that you're doing here. We do have Cat now. Welcome, Cat. Hi, guys. Hi. Cat's How a little distracted by uh, Rascal right now. Yeah. Yeah i i brought I brought a note from the teacher explaining why I'm late, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Chris teased this a little bit. Is this something we want to share now, or are we gonna, um, gonna push sure. that one off? So I have my first official document from the state of California. Oh, um, Ooh, it's, nice. a, it's a ticket citation That's good. where I was officially clocked in the system. Mm-hmm. Thank you to officer. I don't Drum even roll. see his name. It's a nice uh, Bless up. <laughs> um, Looks like it says gas. That's <laughs> how gas. I felt about it. Um, <laughs> so uh, he clocked me at 84 and a 70. 
Um, the oh, official, like, come on. The official radar gun said 94, but he didn't want to do that to me. So <laughs> that's nice. Because I think that I think that would have been a less fun ticket. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, that's, that's like you gotta you gotta go to a like take a class you gotta go to court like yeah that's, that's so the the first thing class. my child did because i just dropped is off at her dad's house in chula um she got out of the car and flourished the sticker that says junior officer at him and said <laughs> i got this from a policeman mommy can tell you why though so it's been a oh, it's been man. a really really All good right. day. So, so what I'm hearing is don't tell Izzy secrets is what I'm hearing. Um, and, only secrets about and me. police good now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Lord. he he probably could have done something meaner to me than just give me a ticket where he knocked ten miles per hour off the radar. Um, <laughs> he was hanging out on like a there's a straight stretch in between Yuma, Arizona. And kind of like the mountains to get to San Diego. And it's just like a straight highway. And if there aren't other cars around you to like get a gauge for it, if you don't have your cruise control on, like you can end up flying. And he was kind of sitting there waiting for people. And by people, I mean me. It me and people. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I mean, that just goes to show you how excited people are to join the Bruce and Bruins podcast, right? Yeah, I was. he was like, what are you in such a hurry for? And I wanted to be like, to drink beer with my friends. But I thought that was a bad call. So I told him that I was just, uh, didn't notice how fast I was going, which I'm sure. (laughs) Very believable. You sold it well. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, Well, anyway, welcome to the show. You should have told me you were skateboarding. Um, skateboarding is <laughs> not a crime. Incredible shirt to yeah, be wearing. Insane, actually, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even realize the bottom. I just realized that. <laughs> just uh, hey, that. tell tell all your friends. <laughs> hey, by the way, just make sure you know. Oh, good lord! I didn't even. I think that part was covered by my lap belt, which is probably for the best. But uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, can we can we unpack lap belt? Is that like a... I mean, it wasn't like the shoulder part of the seatbelt. It was the lap belt. I was going to let it fly. So... I wasn't sure if it was like a fucking West Coast I thing. I, I don't know if that's the thing anyway. I don't know. Like like lap... Is that a Canadian thing? There, like... Are we on I an mean... airplane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I invited Allie, <laughs> one of my nearest and dearest goalie friends, to join the Bruce. So happy to be here for you, Kat. Welcome, welcome to the roast. <laughs> Let her hang out. Yeah, last week was me. Now it's your turn. Yeah, we we have, we have a whole yeah. we have a whole episode that we haven't released yet. That's just outtakes yeah, you say of yet. us. <laughs> yeah, outtakes of us roasting Cam for his bedroom layout, which I still think you guys are crazy for. By the way, <laughs> do not uh, get up and don't. I'm not, we're not doing it again. Now we're not. I'm just saying. As like, a I'm gonna get a bad realtor, I think Allie's not, not the person you should show it to. I'm just saying it's not like <laughs> Allie understands layout. I want you guys to know Lauren thinks you're crazy. It's a simple um, L layout. It makes sense. Anyway, speaking of design, I this is the most important question I wanted to ask Allie. Oh, Allie, yes. those Whitecaps pads are some of the sweetest pads I have ever seen with the waves, the trees. I mentioned earlier, it kind of matches Chris's little tapestry in the background. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that later. Mountains, yes. Yeah. Those are, those are Whitecap waves. What's the story behind those? Like, how much input did you have? Did you get somebody to design them for you? I am remarkably jealous as a wannabe goalie who's like scalping pads off of sideline swap right now. <laughs> What's the story behind those? 
Um, so those are actually my second set of digi printed Bauer pads. Mm-hmm. Um, so my boyfriend and I met working for Bauer actually. So that's just kind of like a nerdy pastime that we have is like designing pads. They have like a sheet with blank Bauer pads that you can just draw whatever you want on. Um, sounds amazing. So yeah, I had my first set and they have like, you know, that really famous Mount Fuji wave or whatever. Yep. They have that on there and everybody kept thinking they were mountains, which was so annoying to me. (laughs) Everybody listening to this did think that, but I'm like, there's no mountains in Minnesota. There are hills, but there are definitely no mountains with white caps of the waves, not white caps. (laughs) So I kind of went away from like the full wave. There's still obviously like, I keep looking around my basement. Like I have a picture of my current pads. I don't, Um, (laughs) but like we still went with like the water on the bottom, but then like I had a lot of time between my last set and this set to kind of gather some inspiration, if you will. Um, so yeah, I looked at a bunch of NHLers that wear Bauer and Hunter Miska and Hunter Jones are both Minnesota affiliated goaltenders in ways. Um, and I really liked theirs. So I kind of pulled from that. And then our white, white caps jerseys have those trees on it. So they look crisp that they in do. our jerseys. Yeah, I am uh a huge fan and immensely jealous of those. So if you're ever <laughs> selling them, let me know and I won't be able to afford them. <laughs> I don't think my boyfriend will ever let them leave my position. I, that's a good that's a good plan. Yeah. The real I'm question is if you ever let Lev help you design your pads. Cause she's a big gearhead. She is, you know. Like Lev and I would talk about them all summer. Like, you know, each summer before we officially order our pads, we're like, ooh, what are you gonna do? Ooh, what are you gonna do? But, like, I don't know. I think we never really designed our options together. But, like, once we had some options, we would be like, these are what I'm thinking. What do you think? Until she puts them on Instagram instead and posts well, her. So she would. Exactly. When she posted, like, her five or six in a row, I was like, oh, oh, she drew these. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's, like, what my boyfriend and I do. We just, like, literally hand draw them. And then you send them off to I the company. That. And then somebody who's a real artist <laughs> figures out a way to make them look not like a four-year-old Drew. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I had no idea that that was like, that you literally could just like hand draw. Like I figured, I don't know what I figured. You'd like just I'd be like, ah, here's my idea. Like something like this and you know, like some graphic design nerd, like make it up or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool really that you can cool just like really like, personalize it. They come up with like an original like mock-up and then they send it to you and they're like, okay. This is what we have so far. What do you think? Then you're like, oh, well, I was thinking a little bit of this here or like this here. And like, I think by the time I got my pads, I had like a 40 plus email chain with Steve Sirwacki at Pure Hockey, like back and forth of like, you know, like, oh, this is what I think. Here's what I think, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then it was finally like, guess what, Allie? They're here. They're coming. And he sent me like a sneak peek of my little duckies on the side of my pads. <laughs> I love um, those. Love those. So naturally for the next like 
10 to 14 days or however long it took to get to me i was like freaking out watching the tracking number like where are they now <laughs> like which state did they make it to it's better than christmas morning i'm sure oh my gosh seriously <laughs> they arrived at my house 10 minutes if that before i wanted to leave for whatever practice we had that night and i was like oh it's right before oh we're not <laughs> skating for like a week after this i need them to show up right now <laughs> That is awesome. I love that. So I know that, like, I know that Brian's is a much smaller goalie gear company than than Bauer. They really only have one designer working with the pros there. How does how does Bauer do that? Like, do they have multiple designers that are working with like some of them are assigned to certain pros, or do they do they have one guy who's sort of Edna moding it, like sitting there and taking <laughs> care of it all. Like picturing the guy that I worked with, Wack, as Edna mode now, and I'm dead. <laughs> um, so I don't actually know for sure with Bauer. Um, so since I worked with Bauer, there are people that I would like go to and reach out to that would direct me in the way that I actually needed to go. I'm like, hey, you still work for Bauer. What do you think? Um, but the first time I designed my pads was with a guy named Tanner and he's at corporate Bauer now out in New Hampshire. So he's not doing that. And then our Bauer store actually is owned by pure hockey now. So I actually ordered mine through pure, not nice. Bauer. And then he sent it through, but yeah, whack was awesome. So I don't know how they do it with the pros. I know they have, like one of our old managers is like a hands-on NHL guy um, for their gear. So I would imagine they have their like regional guy that they go to. I'd imagine I'm like for like pad creation, like a full-on like <clears throat> like secret Willy Wonka factory where it's like <laughs> you got like a you get the golden ticket and it's like all on lockdown. You gotta like enter secret passwords to see like the pad the pad designs and stuff. Like <laughs> that's Oh, I, that's so cool. I like, I uh, am somebody who like, I love, love the NHL video games. I used to play a lot growing up, not as much anymore because they just suck. Um, <laughs> but like, I would spend like so much of my time just designing pads from like the basic, like, you know, like pre-made setups that they have and stuff. And I would change it like every two weeks because I just wanted to design more pads. So the ability to do that in real life is so awesome like, yeah it's not to make this an entire pad podcast but that's uh, we, like, we it could definitely be. have Absolutely it's, just, <laughs> it's like 80 percent of my inspiration as a wannabe goalie is just like pads <laughs> so oh the style is incredibly important yeah so for me it's not just pads it's the masks too and one of the things i lament is that why can't skaters just like have designs on their helmets like have you seen some of the skaters? Like, can you picture I mean, what they do? But, <laughs> yeah. but we were just we were talking earlier about how weird goalies are. Like, I mean, at least like we, we trust goalies. Me. I don't know. Like that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The first question I asked Kat was about whether Allie considers herself a normal goalie. So you missed on that answer. But um, I would consider out of I'd say out of the goalies that were in Breckenridge, you fell in the top quarter of normalcy for sure. I told you guys. <laughs> 75th percentile. Like, like there were there were goaltenders on the roof of a townhouse. Fair. And hanging, they dangled somebody down the pad. street with a yeah. flag. Oh, that was Lev. 
So no, that was her in her gear. That's I love it. <laughs> Didn't she have the flag too, or was that just Luke? No, I think that was Luke or Axel. <laughs> yeah, they they put Axel, one of the Finnish goalies, they put one of his pads on the roof of a townhouse. And then one of them stood up there with the pad and made him sing the American, the American National, National Anthem. Anthem. <laughs> In order to get it back, and he had it's to be like hands thing. over heart, <laughs> facing the pad, not the flag. <laughs> and they made him rope his friend Jonathan, who wasn't even oh. able to like he he brought his gear, but he was injured, so he wasn't even like he wasn't in full gear at any point during during the week. Like they made him just sing with him too and if the two of them didn't sing it loud enough so there's a video of that that i believe i'm i think i'm tagged in on instagram so like going through my tagged posts um yeah just go through cat's tagged posts everybody All right, quick pause for a reminder that the Brews and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 on any team and win $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a spot no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay does not hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN or THPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN or THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, this is better than anything we've done. This this is going to be a goalies podcast now. This is just this is the content. <laughs> what else would it be? I, what, what, were you expecting? what were you expecting? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean like this episode. I mean the Bruise and Bruins podcast. Uh. <laughs> podcast. We're not like I'm, we had Mal lined up, but like unless she becomes Bruise and backdoor saves. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have Mal on and ask her about Katie Burt and Lavisa Salander. Yeah. Um, Which did you guys ask Allie yet about the? The goaltending battles between Minnesota and Boston because I feel like no, those were was, some of the best goaltending games. I was yeah. going to ask about specifically just the the kind of interesting rivalry that formed between Minnesota and Boston, just because they were so you know good. the the two clearly best teams for a couple of years there. <laughs> um, yeah, what what was that like? Um, well, I actually did not get to go to our first series against Boston. Um, so I had to try to watch it on ESPN. And I think after that first weekend of games, they like fixed their camera angles. I think they were like not very good. So it's kind I can of confirm. hard to follow. And then also ESPN made us change our jerseys after that weekend because apparently our numbers were hard to read, like white on white. Um, obviously that's not a problem Fair. for me because I can just tell by like what gear they're in or how they skate, who and how they're like, I'm not even looking yeah. at numbers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so when we played them at the beginning of the year, they didn't even have Katie Burt. I think they signed her halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I mean, had played against Lavisa and Vic Hansen obviously for the last who knows how long but 
we are always pissed that they make us play them so early in the year because we always <laughs> suck in the beginning of the year. So it's never a true but test. Love is so much fun to watch when the rest of the team sucks. Which was all watching year this her year. versus Sorry, Lev. <laughs> watching her versus Lovisa was absolutely wild because I feel like Lovisa Salander was such a structured, like she she played like such a prototypical Swedish goaltending style. Yes. Like, drop, slide, post, drop, slide, post. And then Lev's like fuck it. Chaos. Literally <laughs> chaos. <laughs> yes. It's Lev and I actually laugh about that quite often. How like Lovisa is so technical, it never looks like she's doing much. A, she's much taller than both of us. But B, yeah. like you said, she's just very structured. Like those Swedish goalies, they don't really ever look like they're doing a lot because they're just small movements. They don't there. they don't have to do a lot. And then there's Lev, just literally. I think I had never really seen Lev play in college, which is crazy to me. That's wild. Because we're the same class. So like I don't know how that happened. But I remember like the first game I ever saw her play. I watched her like butt scoot through the crease when the puck went behind the net. And I went, what is this? How does she? And now I just call her a wizard because she does stuff like that. And then you'll see the save that comes after and you're like, I, there's no explanation. I don't understand. Cool. It doesn't make sense. You're a wizard. Yeah. Oh so gosh, I, I know, so I know as goalies, uh, uh, everyone here is really big fan of low scoring games i'm not a big low scoring game fan but <laughs> watching we're, we're working on that <laughs> watching watching lev play in low scoring games is fun and yeah uh, yeah it's you appreciate it even what's as it like boy, training with her though because what's like what's practice like with her because I've, I've watched her at camp and she just like she's like that all the time uh-huh that's, um, it's not like she just pulls that out for games. She was doing that in basic drills with like, like her and Dusan Sidor together was like just chaos because he was like drop lower and wider and spin in a circle and she's like I can do that. That's what she's I was like. Born this to is do. actually what I do every day. Thank you for putting a drill together like this. Um, yeah, no, it's funny because in practices it's it's pretty much the same we both like to chat about how many headshots we take each day um usually a lot of um ignore the part that how many did you get hit? struggled with concussions earlier in the <laughs> amazingly i have only been concussed in college not before and not after Wow. That tracks though. Like that, <laughs> that tracks. Yes. And it was actually in college. We had the club hockey team. The guys skate with us and it was very large men falling more, on me, yeah. which concussed me, not shots. <laughs> but it's funny because like Lev and I do, we do goalie sessions literally all the time. And it's like, all right, Lev, what do you want to work on? And she's like getting scored on less than two times. Like, not like only two or less times in a game and we're like okay and like, like, okay, what do you want to work on <laughs> to get there and then she'll just go chaos like, all right we're just gonna right. put people and pucks everywhere Allie you're gonna stand in front of Lev you're gonna be a screen you're gonna just it's it's like the the rounded shooting drill but everybody shoots at the same time yes. <laughs> gotta, like... with some screens and moving screens and oh blindfolds i don't know just kidding we don't bring out blindfolds. 
I just remember her standing there with the like the catch ball. Yeah. It was like she was like, let's have a contest. And cat, if you beat me, would you like to be my backup goalie next year? <laughs> E-bug cat. No. <laughs> oh my like, god. That doesn't qualify me for anything. <laughs> oh my god. Me, her, and Kelsey were using that thing in our townhouse that weekend. And I think Lev nailed herself in the face playing with that thing. <laughs> there has to be a video of it on my phone or Kelsey has it somewhere, but it was just the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. That's fantastic. Um, Allie, I, have you always been a goalie or like what, what drew you to goaltending in the first place? <laughs> um, so I played two years of mites where they did not allow you to pick your position. And then uh, my parents had wild season tickets from, I think we started in 2000 um, up until like 2008. So I grew up watching Manny Fernandez and I don't know why Manny. I like focused on him, but I like, <laughs> was like, yeah, I'd like to try goalie. And then one spring league, I tried it and I gave up 15 goals and my dad was like, great, we're wiping our hands clean of this. Moving on. Because <laughs> he grew up playing hockey and he gets it. He's like, oh, my kid's going to be goalie. Yikes. And I came out and I said, so when do I get to do that again? And he went, oh, okay. We are going to do this the right way if we're going to do this. And he signed me up for a whole bunch of goalie camps that summer. I can think of three off the top of my head. And I know there were more. So like literally was like, okay, this guy's got a camp, this guy's got a camp, this guy's got a camp, we're going to go, you're going to learn how to goalie so we don't have that happen again. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> 15 awesome. goals and I was in. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that. I, when I was, I think it was like six or seven, my friends all signed up for a swim team. And I had, my parents had signed me up for swim lessons every single year didn't take like they were like she's she's just not gonna be a swimmer it's fine um <sighs> I was like mom dad like I want to sign up for swim team too all my friends are doing it they were like well there's one requirement and like the, the literally just one requirement and you don't have it um but sure and they they let me go to the first practice and they were like she's they asked they were like can she do it for free like I don't think it's gonna <laughs> stick and <laughs> 10 years later, I was still doing it. So I, I swim a two and a half minute, 25 yard Most freestyle at age seven. Yeah. I'm the only person who ever got a two minute time improvement yeah. on a single lap of the pool. Then I, made it to, the then I made it to invitationals by the time I was about 13. So, so I, I feel you there. <laughs> Our parents are like, yes, they hate it. They're never going to want to do this again. That was painful to watch. And we're like, I love it. And they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh okay. This is how, okay. Got it. <laughs> I uh, I had one career game as a goalie in squirts. Um, I did have a shutout, but there was approximately like eight shots on goal. <laughs> and probably like four of them were from the neutral zone. Um, <laughs> but I like to say I have the 1,000 save percentage. Uh <laughs> I did it again a couple times in college and practice, and it did not go nearly as well. Um, but it is just like uh, there's something. But you about have a it. full set of goalie gear, Cam. Well, uh, again, I'm, I'm transitioning. My dream is to is to do like is to like 
platoon like half like skater half goalie on a beer league team so i'm trying to work on that right now that's what my boyfriend does yeah and that's Wait, the dream really? honestly yes i love that does yep. he here's the real question does he have his own gear or yes. does he just steal your he's, gear? he's actually <laughs> on his second set of his own goalie gear wow what so yes. that's so what you're saying is that's why he does it yes <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for mocking you on the podcast here. (laughs) (laughs) Catching a few strays on this episode. (laughs) Somebody always catches strays. Drew already caught some earlier and they were worse, so it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, he actually has a custom paint job and a custom 2S Pro set. What? Definitely jealous. Man. I uh, bought my college goalies pads off of him when he got new ones. So I was like, come on. <laughs> He's like, I'll give you these for like 200 bucks. I was like, 100%. Oh. Just send them up here. Yeah, I don't. They're like three sizes too big. They go up to like my oh. cage. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm just trying to stop pucks down here. It's not going to work, but it's fine. Extra surface area. It's fine. Yeah, you, you know, I'm short. So it's like, roll. you know what I mean? It's it, been it'll done work. before. Exactly, exactly. So better I better actually, that than not having pads. So you know, that's the way I see it. I actually have the the pads of ASU's director of club hockey right now. He was the ACHA head coach for a while. This guy Tate Green. He's a he's insane. Um, because he's literally like a fifty something, like just this old goalie. And uh, he came up to me one time when I was at a, I think it was at one of their ACHA games, and he was like. He's like this tall, is like angry little man. He was like, "Man, I heard you moved here and like you left your goalie gear somewhere else." I was like, "I did. I left it back in New York because uh, I didn't want to ship it and figured I wouldn't be playing much." And he was like, "I have so much sitting in my garage. I don't have space for it. I got too much stuff to do. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Sure." So I have. I think the pads are the only thing that is still technically regulation. Um, the chesty, no chance you can wear that. The pants <laughs> weigh like 40 pounds. The oh. mask, no chance you can wear that in a game anymore. It's <laughs> it's truly like it's an old school mask. Um shock blonde over there. The yeah. <laughs> Jerry Cheevers, like <laughs> it's it's something. Um no, it's the it's like the one that um it wasn't Dominic Hashek, the the one that almost looks like a skater mask. Like, oh, a, like a skater oh, yeah. helmet with the yeah, and like I don't think or you can wear that to anymore. Yeah, um, but the pads are still in. Like I weighed them one time on like my like hand scale. Each pad weighs nine point eight pounds. <laughs> and then I went to behind the mask in Phoenix and picked up a pair of the new like the Bauer One S set when those came out, and they're what like five maybe two pounds yeah or something like that yeah it was i was like oh that's what people are playing with now cool. <laughs> that's not what i have full, at home like, medieval night gear feels like you're like slowly swimming through the crease trying to drag your legs behind you there but i do have brand new goalie skates i i bought the the ones without the cowling because they wouldn't Game bring me a new gear. they wouldn't bring in graph for me anymore Cam, I do like that idea though. A full suit of armor. Yeah, I think I think we should get a a Renaissance League going. A league that would that would be hilarious. Not not a huge Kings fan, but Jonathan Quick sure comes close because he's got the knight mask design, and then he wears the Vaughn pads, which weigh like twenty pounds, 
once you start to sweat because they wick sweat to them like oh. nobody's business. I'm just thinking so. about Mark Andre Fleury getting run through with a broadsword. <laughs> <laughs> he got a nice apple tonight. Yeah, I saw that in, in overtime. Him. Yeah. Good yes. Allie, do you have any memorable uh, points as a, as a goaltender? Or? It's hilarious that you ask because it, it is not documented on Hockey Hub because half of the season is missing, but my that sophomore is. year in college or college, my sophomore year in high school, I did Same actually thing. score a goalie goal. No way. <gasps> goalie yeah. goal. Goalie I, goal. We're, I can't believe we're getting this 41 minutes into the pod. This should have been <laughs> right at the top of a block, but what a you got for goal. us. Yeah. Goalie I goal did. scorer, Allie Morris joins yeah. the pod. That's going to be did. in the description. Yeah. <laughs> now it's going to be like, no, like sniper alley slash. <laughs> I truly goalie. don't even know how it happened. There was a whole bunch of hullabaloo after it went in on a goalie that was my class, and we like competed for national camp every year. Like, Wait, they, they it wasn't even like it was. Time? Yes. Oh no. Yes. Wait, you scored on, a, <laughs> you scored I scored a goalie on a very on good goalie. goalie. Goal. It was very weird. I don't know how it happened. The only reason I know it happened is because like it took forever to drop the puck. And I was finally like, I tried to yell to the bench, like what's going on. And one of the dads in the stands yelled, you scored. And I was like, what? I think she legally has to retire after that. Right. That's, I'm pretty sure that's like in the fucking yeah, constitution. Did she like, like, did she continue playing or did she just like, say that's <laughs> that's it. yeah, she actually played college hockey. She was, wow. oh wow, maybe going to play at Bemidji, but she chose to stay like closer to home. She played Mayak hockey, like played competitive D3. Not, wow. not only would I have quit hockey, I think I just would have like walked into the ocean. Yeah, like, <laughs> at the very least, like, you move to a different continent. Like, you, just have you to... can't stay. Yeah, you can't yeah. just say you walked into the ocean and get suspended from Twitter. He got suspended from Twitter for tweeting during, like, a scoreless drought for the Bruins that he was just going to go play in traffic, and somebody <laughs> reported him for self-harm. Oh, <laughs> It took me two months to recover my account. Yeah, it would be like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You got to be careful on Twitter. Yeah. Especially oh, now that Elon Musk is going to buy it or something. The fuck now, it, now it warns you. Yeah. If you, like I told someone to fuck right off. Yep. And it <laughs> said, that seems hard. You sure you want to tweet that? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> like, yes. There's like a yes button. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I tried to uh, not to get too uh, intimate on this podcast but i tried to Sir. i tried to Ayo. post a picture of uh, me and Catherine smooching on instagram with the caption gross and it tried to report me for like got reported for hazing <laughs> himself oh gosh that's incredible <laughs> You didn't. So this is the first time hearing about this, by the way. <laughs> that's good. That well, that's why he did this it in the public forum. So we, for we have it on video here. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jesus. Yeah. Well, this is how it goes on Birds and Brains. It starts out with something mildly relevant, and by the end, we're attacking our significant others. That's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. I don't know, Chris Cat. You got anything else you want to fire Alley while we have her? Are Cat we, and Chris. Are we one now? 
We are, we are one. You are. <laughs> heartache to heartache. Uh, I'm good. Um, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> the, the person who was supposed to host this podcast <laughs> got any last thoughts so i just drove five hours i'm so probably should have been here. five and a half hours thank you officer what's his name um we should, i can give him a special thanks in the uh in the episode description if you'd like please don't i don't want to, i don't want it to be searchable as i'm bragging about it <laughs> That's not gonna get me out of this ticket. Um, yeah, we won't submit it to evidence. Don't worry. Thank you, by the way, Allie. Um, <laughs> a true champ. Last night, I was like, "Hey, no, this is short notice, and no, it's gonna be super past your bedtime." <laughs> but would you, you want to come on this podcast awful podcast <laughs> wanna, about wanna, a team you don't cheer for? <laughs> want to go on a podcast by yourself without me with two guys you've never met? <laughs> Who are drinking, by the way. <laughs> it sounds well, like this one went smoother than when we had you on mine, though, because I think Mikey froze a little bit. And like, that sounds about right. He gets a little he probably quiet talked about Shrek for like at least 60% new. of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. This, this would have been way weirder if it was just me and Drew. Cam's pretty good at, at steering the ship when it's. <laughs> I try to keep as mildly on track because if not, then yeah. it's just going to. D- oh, Drew man. and I are off the rails for sure. <laughs> I like thank that you, you grouped yourself I in with Drew. That's pretty humble. You did yeah. This, Allie. yeah, no, Absolutely. Allie, thank you so much. I mean, thanks this so is, much. This is a, a pleasure for sure, and uh, we'll for sure bug you in the future to get you back on sometime. And uh, you can feel free to ignore us and act like you never met us. <laughs> it's totally understandable. You wouldn't be the first. We already we had a couple previous guest Kerbus in the past, so it's all right. I don't, I don't think she can do that. She's seen me hungover. Like, I don't think she's allowed to. I feel like we've been shouting out Billy Jaffer too much. Come find me in Minnesota. Like, hey, lady. (laughs) You saw me, like, aggressively hungover taking a picture with Ben Scribbins. (laughs) Shouts Ben Scribbins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, member of my fantasy hockey team. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. Really appreciate it. No, it was during his sick, like, shutout streak. (laughs) Shout out, Ben (laughs) Scrooge.